Today, we're going to talk about the reality of hierarchy and the hard truth that some people are indeed better than others. You are listening to The Cut and the Dry on TLG Radio. I'm your host, Kit Mock, here with my co-host and producer, Isaac Lopez. Isaac, uh, how's the production side of things been going the last couple weeks? <laughs> Just uh, some brain farts that literally only align with this podcast. I mean, everything else has been going smooth. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you haven't noticed, I've had a... A couple gaffes on the uploading side where I will upload either Kip in my conversation or an old podcast in the form of a new podcast. <laughs> and I've gotten multiple messages from Kip and then also from a listener that said, like, hey, is this the podcast you meant to upload? And I'm like, that's my bad. So. <laughs> well, it's okay. Isaac was trying to get a hold of me all day today because he told me he had all day to, to squeeze in a recording. That's true. And, yeah. and I, I waited until... The very end of the day, I told him, hey, 40 minutes, let's go. Uh, so he's graciously here, and we are we're excited for this conversation. Oh, this yeah. is going to be a fun one. Um, very juicy. <laughs> a month or so ago, we touched on this topic mm-hmm. a little bit, um, and I quoted Jordan Peterson saying, the people who hold that our culture is an oppressive patriarchy don't want to admit that the current hierarchy might be predicated on competence. Um, I would argue that actually all social hierarchies are ultimately based on competence. Mm. Um, and I mean competence very broadly. Yeah, I like um, that, actually. I don't, I don't specifically mean, well, I'm not going to hedge all of my claims. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with my claims. Yeah, yeah. I think most hierarchies are fundamentally based on uh, an individual's proficiency or ability in the area that they are trying to excel in. Mm. I'll define it that way. Okay. Um, so, the reason we want to talk about this is the fact that, first of all, competence in itself is a gift from God, mm-hmm. along with any other advantage you may or may not have in the circumstances in the life that you've been given by God. And along with that, we want to talk about the postmodern tendency to create categories. Mm. And, uh, you know, that can be a category of male versus female, a category of white versus black, white versus Hispanic, native versus immigrant. Mm -hmm. All of these uh, divisions that are created by predominantly the left to, uh, in one sense, degrade those who are successful. Mm -hmm. And those who have money, have power, right. have authority, have all of these uh, measures of status mm. because they have lived a successful life or perhaps right. they inherited uh, from their parents or, or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. There, there are people um, that you can generally say in a certain category are more successful in another category mm-hmm. based on the metrics that postmodern people think define success. Right. And this is a, it's a pretty broad topic. Um, so we'll try to kind of just hone in on a few things and we want to start with, um, what scripture has to say and scripture does clearly teach that skill and competency reaps rewards. Mm-hmm. So Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before Kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So, uh, this is a clear principle that we can yeah. draw from scripture. Right. Pretty simple. Uh, the next point I want to make is that cultivating skill is worth the effort. A mm-hmm. couple of passages here. Um, 
Proverbs 14.23 says, In all toil there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. We've read this verse a couple times before. Um, yeah. and, and I think it's just a, it's a helpful one to review every Absolutely. once in a while. Yeah. As are all of the Proverbs. Right. But particularly uh, getting, putting your head down and, and mm-hmm. doing the work that is necessary um, is profitable. Yeah. Talking about what you're going to achieve leads only to poverty. Right. Do you want to read the next passage, Isaac? Yeah, so from Colossians 3, 23 and 24, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. That's pretty powerful. It is, yeah. It, it's pretty, yeah, right on the nose. Yeah. Um, uh, because it can be really easy in all of our discussions, and we always come back to and harp that you have to do this for for God's glory, because mm-hmm. that's why we're around. There's yeah. nothing else that you can do that is going to satisfy your wants and desires better than aligning your will with God and working for Him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's really painted clearly, especially in that third clause, as for the Lord and not for men. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and back to Proverbs uh, chapter 12, verse 24, the hand of the diligent will rule, mm-hmm. while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it just kind of paints a very stark picture of, of what it what the results of being a lazy, useless person is. Yeah. Uh, versus what it means or what the results are for being a diligent uh, diligent in your work. Um, now on this topic, mm-hmm. um, we're obviously to get back to kind of the, the theme of this episode, we are we're trying to break up in a sense the categories mm-hmm. that postmodern culture have built, right? Because um, postmodern culture has have built has built, um, in a sense, a caste system based on where you're born, mm-hmm. what color your skin is, what gender you are, right? Or you think you are, or <laughs> right? <laughs> but interestingly, that doesn't matter when it comes to your career success, right? Yeah, you can be any one of 72 genders, but if you were born male or female, mm. you, you still have that advantage or disadvantage, and you have to answer right. for it. Right, According yeah, to yeah like they don't hold to their own right. definitions. They, they certainly don't, because they're, I mean, that's a whole conversation yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, it's very evident. But um, one thing that we want to just make clear ahead of time is we're not arguing for um, covetousness or envy. Mm-hmm. Um, and by envy, I mean the evil type of envy right because I think there are two different kinds of envy mm-hmm. and it as we're talking about this we need to be very careful about how we're defining our terms yeah yeah um, right but Ecclesiastes 4 4 says then I saw that all toil and skill and work came from a man's envy of his neighbor this also is vanity and a striving after wind so what I mean by there is a in a sense, a good type of envy. I don't mean that it's a good idea to look at, you know, your boss's or your neighbor's car or their house or whatever they may have, mm-hmm. the things that they, the things that are the result of their achievement. Right. And, and say, man, I wish I had that. Mm-hmm. I deserve that. That's, that's covetousness and that is envy of the evil type. Right, right. But as you read through Ecclesiastes, Solomon talks about vanity and a striving after wind 
to describe all of human life, mm. right? Because, and you have to take this, this verse right. in context. So mm-hmm. he's saying that all toil and skill and work come from a man's envy of his neighbor. But all throughout scripture, we, we know that work is profitable. It is a good right. thing. And, right. and you work for the Lord, not for men. You do it for his glory. And if you are good at what you do, then you will rule. If you're a lazy man, you'll be put to forced labor. Right. right? And so when you put this one verse in context, what I think Solomon's trying to communicate is partially that there is an evil in some people's motivation to excel in mm-hmm. their work. Um, because that certainly is possible. Right. You might you might be working hard because you're uh, covetously looking over your shoulder mm-hmm. at at your neighbor's house or your neighbor's car or, or success, yeah, or their success. Yeah. But you could also just be looking up to the next the next mm-hmm. level of achievement yeah. in whatever area it is. Whether it's you simply want to achieve more in your career, you think that God has equipped you for more, right. but you're still getting started in maybe you have certain challenges and hurdles that other people didn't have. And I think that part of what Solomon's trying to communicate here is that's just fine. Yeah. Um, would you agree with that, Isaac, or do you think I'm pushing it there? Um, I, I would be interested in pursuing this, but um, I, I do think your point about reading it in context, about how Solomon makes a statement about all of work in, mm-hmm. in, his, in his writings and Ecclesiastes. So you can't necessarily say that um, that toiling at a certain skill or being very skilled in one position or hungering to be better is worthless, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think what Ecclesiastes gets at in in its final chapters is that joy, that is what is going to make it, all of it worth it. Exactly. Because um, regardless of how skilled you are or how much you work your butt off, if you do not have joy and delight in the things that you've been given... Right, it's all worthless. Mm-hmm. So I think taking it in that context it was an important point. Um, yeah. So I was wondering where you're going with it, but I, I think I do agree. Okay, yeah, and I think I'll I'll add a little bit more here, just because I I don't want to. It's kind of a touchy subject, mm-hmm. and, and I want to define the parameters of what I'm saying a right. little bit more. So uh, I think you brought up a good point there. That obviously the the point of Ecclesiastes is to take joy in the meaninglessness of human mm, life. Right. Um, and, and as Pastor Wilson, uh, Pastor Doug Wilson puts it, the joy at the end of the tether is the title of his commentary on Ecclesiastes. Oh, it's it's joy within the parameters and confines of the mist, mm. the yeah. the vanity, the breeze right. that is human life, the the drop in the bucket, so to mm. speak. And and so that is that is crucial. It's the contentment and gratitude uh, and those those two put together <laughs> yeah. produce joy. Yeah, that is the key, and and so the the envy that I'm talking about that is evil mm-hmm. um, is is looking to the results of someone else's work, right? And saying, "I wish I had that." Yeah, and skipping how they got there, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the fundamental root of socialism and communism. Right. If you think about it, yeah, is, is exactly. simply just envy. It's it's wishing you had what somebody else had without wishing that you could do the work to get there. Yeah. And so I, I'm talking about the good type of envy I'm talking about is looking at the effort that it takes to be successful 
And I know I'm focusing on careers here because our audience is mainly uh, targeted to young young guys, but mm. you can apply this to any oh, category of life. Yeah, any any field or industry or yeah. uh, walk. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you could you could see a, a garden in mm. in your neighbor's yard that you think yeah. is awesome, and you could strive to work to produce right. the same thing in your property, right. or, or, or whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. Or, or, parenting. or parenting. Right. You yeah. see someone else's like. Um, looking at someone else's family that you mm-hmm. really admire. Yeah. That should put a hunger inside you to have that kind of family. Right? Exactly. Like that and that's not wrong. No, absolutely. It's yeah. not wrong whatsoever. God has built us to to see results and strive to produce the same results. Mm-hmm. What you don't want to do is skip the striving. Right. Skip yes. the work. You can't yes. skip the work. And I'll give an I'll give an example. Um a couple examples. Um so as when I was growing up um, I wasn't one of the well-behaved kids, but my siblings were great. And, um, so my mom would often get comments like, you're so lucky that you have such well-behaved kids. Hmm. And that is a, that is an image of the wrong type of envy hmm. because my mom didn't get well-behaved right. kids. She worked her butt off right. and disciplined us mm-hmm. and Working your butts off. Exactly. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that she had at least some well-behaved kids mm-hmm. and I might've looked well-behaved in public, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, was a result of a lot of hard work. Amen. Yeah. And, and when you look to, if you're a young man and you're looking to somebody in uh, high up in a career that you're yeah. interested in, you can look to that man and, uh, envy his position hmm. in the in this good sense but never for a second wish that you had what he had right without being willing to put in the work to get there right and hmm. and you also here here's the key and this is where it gets into the error of postmodernism you cannot and you must not envy the fact that their path was may have been easier than yours mm-hmm um, because maybe you grew up in a poorer household, they inherited a bunch of money to invest, and now they're more successful. Yeah, and and I can think of a couple guys off the top of my head who um, were born wealthy, and mm-hmm. they've produced tenfold on what right. they inherited from their parents. Right. And the key is not to be envious that they had it easier because they started out with a million dollars. If you remember back when uh, uh, Donald Trump was running for president. There was a quote that kind of became a meme mm-hmm. um, where he said something out, something along the lines of, I started out with a small loan of a million dollars from his dad, right? Yeah. And then he built that into a multi-billion dollar right. real estate empire. Right. And you could just see all of the people flocking, flocking yeah. to that quote and saying, oh, what a jerk. Like, right. if I had a million dollars, I'd be a billionaire now too. And it's like, well, would you? Really? Yeah. Would you actually? Yeah. yeah don't. Right. Don't. Don't for a second assume that you have the capability mm-hmm. to do what somebody else has done with the resources that they've right. been given. Right. You have what you have. Um, be grateful for it mm-hmm. and work your butt off to produce right. as much as you possibly can with that. Yeah. Right. It goes back to the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. Right. The guy who got the two talents versus the guy who got the five. Yeah. The guy who got the two did what he was able to do. He came back with four. The guy right. who got five came back with ten, but the guy with two didn't get to 
envy that the other guys started yeah. out with five. You know, not to go against, because I mean, I, there's a theme you're wrapping through this episode, but I was like trying to think of a good way to say, a, a good way to translate envy. Like, because mm. we're, we're making this distinction. Right. Um, and like, what What's is a, a good envy? Right. Yeah. What, what is a good envy? And I think almost aspiration or aspiring to be someone else that sure. you see. Yeah. Because you see all these great qualities. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we talk, okay, Fourth of July just came and went. Mm-hmm. We talk about our founding fathers and what they did to secure this country. Mm-hmm. We look at them and we can aspire to be them. Right. We don't yeah. want to necessarily like go back in time and be them and like try to like, what we want, though, is to be inspired and aspire to something higher. I right. mean, that's the calling of the Christian walk. We mm-hmm. we should be envious of Christ. Yeah. Like, we should aspire to what Christ has done and the walk that he did on mm-hmm. earth. That was our example. Right. Um, but what do you think of that? Is that something I think far that's off? a good way. No, that's okay. a good way of putting it. And okay. here's, another, here's another word picture of... Uh, so... So in that, taking, taking the example of, of Christ's work on mm-hmm. earth, um, we're obviously called to imitate Christ. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, and as human beings who needed to be saved, we're never going to, uh, right. we're never going right. to do that Fulfilling. perfectly. Yeah. But uh, taking the example of Christ, he was given all authority in heaven on our, and on earth. Mm-hmm. He was given glory and dominion and power. Yeah. Um, but he was given that because he bore his cross. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so never right. for a second yeah. look to somebody who's more successful than you and, and be unwilling to bear whatever mm-hmm. cross they bore. Okay. Right? I like that. Yeah. Is that, is that that's a good great. way to think of it? I think that's perfect. And, and along with that, I want to add a caveat on the other side. Okay. Because I think that it is always a bad idea to look down the totem pole mm. so to speak mm. and compare yourself to those who are less successful than you are right. because that's going to do mm. a couple things first of all it's going to make you prideful like the the only result of looking down is is pride yeah um and and as you're looking down and trying to maintain your status above the person mm-hmm. that you're looking down down towards you're actually going to make your life worse and their life worse because you will be unwilling to reach down and pull yeah. them up next to right. you. Right, right. Yeah, you, you see such a great height. Um, and to kind of paint another word picture, because mm-hmm. I, I love that yeah. description. You know, uh, imagine you're going across the tightrope that's uh, between skyscrapers, okay. right? Yeah. There's a movie made off that. But yeah. like, walking across... And you're doing just fine. You've got great balance. You're one of the very few that can accomplish this feat. Mm-hmm. But if you look down, your mm-hmm. palms start to get sweaty and it's really hard to keep balance. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you can't put that foot in front of the other one and start making that slow walk across. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it just slows down and you might fall. Yeah. And die. Right. <laughs> uh, but the thing that to take from that image is that if you look down you're going to rest on your laurels Mm -hmm. you're going to be proud you're going to because there's nothing wrong with being successful right the scripture doesn't necessarily make that clear Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i mean like we are called to be successful in the field that we've been put in Mm -hmm. and where else we want to till but as soon as you start becoming um prideful yeah proud haughty guess what's going to happen you come there's going to come a fall Right. And and that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen if you keep looking down at other people. Yeah. Instead of 
uh, being hungry and also self-sacrificing and helping people climb up to where you did, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've been in companies where um, that necessarily wasn't the thing at the center. It was never a bad thing, but it was like they never went out of their way to help you. Or, and I've been at other companies that make it their job to try to get you advanced. And mm-hmm. it's such a much better culture and environment. Oh, yeah. It's just so encouraging. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to do that for others because it's already been done to them. You know, they yeah. want to pass it on. And right. there's something so infectious. And uh, that blessing just goes out 10,000-fold. Right. And it's, it, that's, that's much more fulfilling mm-hmm. than trying to competitively cut off the people at the knees Mm-hmm. And try to you know walk on their shoulders to get above exactly where you need to go. But. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the scriptural principle of don't look down the totem pole is mm-hmm. clear because yeah. it's it's going to make you prideful. Right. But I want to draw out the practical ramifications even more because you're because okay. it, it's absolutely true. And I I want to do this because the Bible doesn't say to not look down on your neighbor because it just because it's wrong. Right. It says it because it's actually not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy, right? Like the Bible actually telling you to do something because it's a good idea. Right. Wow. And just teasing this out practically. So, if you're if you're looking down and you're trying to maintain your status above mm-hmm. a certain individual, the a number of things are going to happen. First of all, pride will come and pride mm-hmm. goes before a fall. Amen. Why does pride go before a fall? First of all, it leads to either overconfidence, right? And you fail miserably, and then then there you have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, That's pretty easy to attain. <laughs> um, you or you rest on your laurels, and everything falls apart around mm. you because maintaining success is also hard work. Right. Um, and then the the final way that pride leads to a fall is that you get so caught up in maintaining the status that you've achieved that you're unwilling to take a risk. Mm-hmm. And in, in so doing, the people who are, say, underneath you in a strata, in a strata underneath you are still working hard because they're not, they're not looking down on their neighbor. Right. And then they pass you up and right. then you get envious of them and it's just a, a nasty circle. Yeah. Um, so we could spend a lot more time talking about that, but um, I think that was a healthy tangent. Absolutely. No, I think that helps spell it out much, much more. Yeah. So with all that in mind... Just because we not, ought not to look down on others, we also ought not to fall prey to the common Christian temptation to deny that there is any difference between people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we've hammered this point home enough at this point. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about postmodernism's ironic contradiction. Our chairs are very loud. I know, I know. <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> Um, Just had to reposition. <laughs> now everyone knows it. So yes, thank you. Kip. You're welcome. Yeah, I think they would have wondered what that <laughs> squeaking the background was. If I know, <laughs> I know. Um, so, so postmodernism has established this unbreakable hierarchy, mm-hmm. or as I described it earlier, a caste system. Um, in their efforts to break down "quote unquote" systematic patriarchy and yep. "quote unquote" systemic racism. In our society, they, what they've what they've done is created um, created a society in which you cannot um, you cannot break out of the mold that you were born in. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're, they're saying if you're a woman, 
you're going to make 77 cents on the dollar mm-hmm. for a, for what a man makes. Right. If you're black, you're going to make less money and live, uh, be worse off than a white mm-hmm. person. Uh, if you're an immigrant, you're going to be worse off than a native. All these things um, create division, quite obviously, as we can tell. Um, they create a... Um, what's the word a false division it's not mm-hmm. it's not real they that's a fabricated right um it's not false dichotomy is that what you're looking for no i'm not sure i'm not sure the word i was looking for okay. but we'll just forget yeah. about it <laughs> <laughs> um so i want to read a quote to exemplify this from the center for american progress um in an article titled systemic inequality nice which says quote unfortunately wealth in this country is unequally distributed by race and particularly between white and black households. African-American families have a fraction of the wealth of white families, leaving them more economically insecure and with far fewer opportunities for economic mobility. As this report documents, even after considering positive factors such as increased education levels, African-Americans have less wealth than whites. Less wealth translates into fewer opportunities for upward mobility. It is compounded by lower income levels and fewer chances to build wealth, or pass accumulated wealth down to future generations. So the entire tone of this article is hopeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically just saying, even if you're well-educated, even no matter what happens, you're just, you're worse off if you're black. Yeah. And this is a recipe for creating resentment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, uh, ultimately, the problem is, um, focusing solely on the results of work um and that's not to say that there are not cultural conditions that lead to i'm not denying the facts of 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 this article because it it certainly i mean it's self-evident right um but instead of instead of delving into the why Mm -hmm. because that would be racist right um, it simply says, if you're black, you're going to be poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somehow that isn't racist. Yeah, 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 no, that's acceptable. Right. Yeah, no, we can get into this report if we, if you really wanted to, but I've, um, I've done a lot of, uh, at least last summer, I did mm-hmm. a lot of digging into yeah. like this inequality of pay or inequality in the economy just by yeah. race. Mm-hmm. And it's very limited in what it's looking at, right? right. It just looks at the results it's like, mm-hmm. yes, for sure. Black um, American families make less mm-hmm. on average than right. white families do. But do you ever consider, what, what are the considerations? That yeah, come well, why, well, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying is mm-hmm. this, this article is not considering how this happened. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's, there's one really simple answer for why it happened, and it's that black fathers, by and large, are more likely to leave their children. Right. Yeah. That's a recipe for economic instability. True. Um, and, and there are a number of, of other factors, but um, it's self-evidently mm-hmm. true that black families that have stayed together yeah. are actually often equivalent in average wealth yeah. to the average white family. Yeah. Um, and that becomes more and more true throughout generations of generations of families that mm-hmm. remain intact. Right. Um, but... This gets back to the fact that modern postmodern culture isn't willing to recognize the importance of the no. family unit, yeah. and so doesn't matter what we think. Right. It doesn't matter why. It just matters 
that it is the case, and since it's mm-hmm. the case, white people must be guilty, and they must Amen. pay reparations yeah, I, to black I'm, people. I'm really on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than just giving the simple answer that black fathers should not abandon their children, start with that. Yeah. And you, you, won't, you won't have the massive economic disparity right. that exists now. Yeah. Simple answer. So there's my, there's my top tip for this yeah, episode. Yeah, there's your top tip. Uh, if black tip. fathers wouldn't leave their kids, they'd be a lot richer. Yeah. And if we didn't kill our kids, we'd actually be much wealthier as a country. That is true, because our population wouldn't be declining. It's a, like, it's what yeah. happens when you murder your offspring. Great. What? Population declines. What? I didn't see this coming. <laughs> what? Who'd have thunk? Yeah. And that's crazy that that spiraled out of a lie that said that we were going to overpopulate the earth. Right. So people felt motivated to do something like that. Right. Well, yeah. And, yeah. and here we are just touching on one aspect mm-hmm. of, of huge, oh, yeah. monolithically evil mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Um, and we hope that it, it sparks some thought and Absolutely. consideration for you guys. Mm-hmm. And um, hope that it motivates you to have some tough conversations with yeah. people who may not may not be on the same page and yeah. who may think that what we've just said is flagrantly racist. Right. Um, so we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We hope you've enjoyed what we've had to say. If yeah. so, please feel free to share this episode with your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a follow wherever you yeah. get your podcasts. Yeah, um, and uh, leave us a five-star review if you like us that much on Apple Podcasts and Google sweet. Podcasts. Yes. And just follow us on Spotify. Okay. Um, so like those are specific things that really help algorithms. Awesome. And get us uh, traction on those really big catchers. So awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hop on the Discord channel. Yep. And call us racists. Racists. Mm-hmm. Racists. That's a hard word to say. Love um, it and with with that, for the cut and the dry on TLG Radio, Skip and Isaac signing off. Mm-hmm.